Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. We are back on our David grind and we will be covering the end of 2 Samuel chapter 15 today. So verses 31 through 37 and we'll take a little walk through the Bible on today. Go verse by verse and the theme or the thought for this lesson is burden or blessing so let us start with verse 31 verse 31 says and i'm reading from the new international version i'm sorry new international readers version because it's a little easier to understand for a number of people so what my children read so it's what I'm using in this study it says David had been told Ahithophel along with Absalom is one of the people making secret plans against you so David prayed Lord make Ahithophel's advice look foolish it's so interesting um when you go through the Bible and you really study it and you look into things, you start finding all kinds of, of nuances and things that you wouldn't see if you were just reading it on the surface. You see the name, okay, Ahithophel. It's like, all right, uh, make his counsel foolish. It's like, all right, well, he is a very wise man, a sage man, a man who served as a great counselor to David. He was David's family by way of, of marriage because he was uh, he was thought to be Bathsheba's grandfather. But his sage counsel was known among the people as just being like the, the deal. If Ahithophel is saying it is something you should do. And his presence alone was so powerful that if you go back to verse 12, it states that Absalom's rebellion gained steam because Ahithophel was hit with him. So they're like, whoa, if Ahithophel is with Absalom, then Absalom must be doing something right. We may need to, to get behind him because Ahithophel is there with him. The thing that makes this very interesting, though, is that David's prayer was a bit of a play on words. See, Ahithophel's name means brother of foolishness. So him saying, Lord, make Ahithophel's advice look foolish is really kind of playing on words. Let, let his advice be like his name means and, and let it actually produce foolishness versus the fact that he's been providing very good advice, wisdom, sound advice. He lived above his name. His name did not define him. Uh, so, again, a little play on words there that when you start to dig in a bit deeper you find these things out in verse 32 David arrived at the top of the Mount of Olives let me pause here this verse says the Mount of Olives some others say the Mount of Olives as well there are different versions that just say the top of the Mount so just a, a bit of a FYI as far as that's concerned anyway that's where people used to worship God 
Hushai the archite was there to meet him. His robe was torn, there was dust on his head. So another editorial note says that this is where people went to worship. When you read it in different versions and a number of different versions, says that David would worship here, that this was a spot that he worshiped regularly. And when he got to the summit of the mountain, he got to the top of the mountain, when he got to the top and got to the place where he prayed, uh, something great happened for him. Hushai was there. He was there to meet him. The Lord answered him right in the spot where he would pray. Now, the Mount of Olives is well known within the land of Israel as well as within the Bible. It has great importance. This is the same mountain where Jesus prayed because this is where the Garden of Gethsemane was. So this is the same place where Jesus prayed. It's also the same mountain where Jesus ascended into heaven. So it's got great significance throughout the Bible and in the New Testament as well as in the Old Testament. It wasn't a coincidence that David met Hushai at the peak of the mountain in the place where he worshiped. Hushai was there and he was an answer to prayer. He was grief stricken. He was ready to go with David. Now Hushai's name meant their haste, their sensuality, their silence. And like Ahithophel, he didn't live according to his name. He was a wise man. He was a counselor. And he was a counselor to David. And he was considered one of David's friends. So if you're counseling, you're not being hasty. You're not lending yourself to sensuality and you definitely are being silent. Because he was considered David's friend, what David said next may have been a bit painful. Verse 33, David says to him, if you go with me, you'll be too much trouble for me. You'll be a burden to me, is what he was saying. Like, man, I'm here to serve you and You're telling me I'm a burden? Well, yeah, David didn't know where he was going. This is yet another mouth to feed, another person to be responsible for, and someone that he really cared about. And he didn't want to to carry the burden of taking this man with him, not knowing what was going on. If something happened, God forbid, and he died, and he could have been back in Jerusalem and been alive, you know, that, that would have weighed too heavily on David. It was just too much. Even though he came out cloak ripped, ashes on his head, he couldn't afford to take him. He would be a burden unto him. Now, in verse 34, it says, and David, this is David still talking. So return to the city. Say to Absalom, your majesty, I'll be your servant. In the past, I was your father's servant, but now I'll serve you or I'll be your servant. End quote. If you do that, you can help me by making sure Ahithophel's advice fails. So he was telling him, look, you're too much for me right now. But if you go back, then you can help me more than if you stay with me. Let's let's read a little further. Zadok and Abathar, the priests, will be there with you. 
So pause. This is me inserting again, not reading scriptures. Zadok and Apathar were loyal to David. So even though they were there in Jerusalem, they were still loyal to David. Uh, they were the priests that David uh, sent back. So David tells Hushai, tell them everything you hear in the king's palace. They have their sons, Ahamiaz and Jonathan there with them. Send them to tell me everything you hear. Had Hushai gone with David, I mean, he, he could have helped to the best of his ability. But the greatest help he could be was being back in Jerusalem with Absalom because he could throw salt in Ahithophel's council. He could be a blessing by being David's eyes and ears and sharing that information uh, with the others who were still loyal to David. That's really where he needed his faithful servant. He needed him as a spy in Absalom's camp. He didn't need him there with him in the wilderness or wherever he was going because he didn't know where he was going. He needed him in a place where he could relay the information and help David kind of keep tabs on things and know just what to do and where to go and how to govern himself. It's very, very important to know where you fit in things. You can be a hindrance trying to help someone in a spot where they don't need help. If you see them going to get something and you go to get it too, now you're in their way and you all might trip and fall over each other getting things. Find out where the help is needed and serve there. Now, if you go to someone and they say, hey, look, uh, whatever you see to do, go ahead and do it. All right, well, then go ahead and do it. Otherwise, find out where do you need my help? How can I help you? That's how you provide the best level of help. All right, verse 37. So David's trusted friend, Hushai, went to Jerusalem. He arrived just as Absalom was entering the city. Again, it is so important to serve in the right place. Let no task be too small for you. Be open to go wherever it is that you need. All right, so our key points for the lesson today. Your presence and who you associate with has a lot of power. It could validate the wrong person or provide the lift and the boost to the person that needs it. God answers prayer. David prayed in verse 31, verse 32. When he got to the spot where he prayed, he got an answer in the form of Hushai. There can be a benefit of having a set place to pray. So, you know, if you don't have a set place and a set time to pray, I would encourage you to do that. Find a, the proper time. Find a, a spot where you can meet the Lord. And uh, I'm telling you, there, there are definitely some changes I can remember at uh, the church that I grew up in when a new portion of the church was built and there was a specific place that we would hold services, hold smaller services. That was also the prayer room. And I'm telling you, when you stepped through those doors, you felt the presence of God 
there. The people who had been there and had been praying and inviting the spirit of the Lord to manifest itself. You, you felt that in there. That's the same room where people would be prayed through to receive uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost. So, again, having a set place to pray has its benefits as shown by David's prayer being answered in a spot where he would pray. And then last but not least, it's important to serve people in the proper place. Your help can be a hindrance when you're out of place. Selah, pause, and think about this. Glad that you listened to this. I hope that this was a blessing to you. If so, share with your friends. Tell them, you know, to tune in, how to tune in, how to get to it, whether it be on radio.com or through your favorite podcast platform with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening. Tell a friend to tell a friend about things. Next episode, we'll discuss the importance of loyalty. Until then, God bless and keep it together.